Now on Netflix. Inspired by the unbelievable true story of a fake hitman comes the new movie, Hitman, from Academy Award nominee Richard Linklater. At 96% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, critics are calling Hitman a smart, sexy crime thriller with surprises at every turn. Starring Glenn Powell and Adria Arjona, Hitman. Now playing on Netflix and in select theaters. Rated R. Hey everybody and welcome to True Crime Paranormal with the Psychic Sisters. I am Katie Weaver and I'm here with my sister and partner in crime, Christy Brower. Hello. Hello. Hey everybody. Excited to be here tonight. Woo! What do we call this? Weird Wednesday. It's Weird Wednesday. Weird Wednesday. Yep. <laughs> well, I mean, you could be here or you could be watching a, you know, vice presidential debate. So I think it's better. So thanks for being here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We are glad you guys are here. This is our opportunity to chat with you guys in the live streams. And we are live streaming from Facebook and from YouTube. So mm -hmm. uh, pop in and say hi in the chat. We're keeping an eye on it. We definitely want to visit with you guys. We have some updates in a few cases tonight. And want to talk a little bit about mm -hmm. what we have coming up this weekend and our brand new show that we're doing on Thursday nights. So yes. We've got all kinds of good stuff going on. We so do, yeah. Yeah, but before we dive into all of that, how are you? I'm good, you know. I'm I'm really good. I'm I'm excited um about tonight because well, I just watched the new 48 hours episode on the Day Belvalo case and it was pretty interesting. I've got a few things to share from that. And I've just been having fun. I've been doing a little research today on some upcoming cases for us. I I decided to get organized. So I got Evernote on my phone. Do you have Evernote? No. It's kind of awesome. It's all these different ways to organize notes and start all these different categories of notes and stuff. And so I've been adding some cases that I want us to cover and kind of working on spending some time, you know, doing a little more research. And I, I actually yesterday, I went to the library and that is just weird for me. Like I am definitely an internet researcher. We had a hilarious conversation. <laughs> we we really did because there was this book that I wanted to get a hold of because it has some information in it for our um, cemetery our tour. tour this weekend. Yeah. And if you can believe this, it's not available as an ebook. What? I thought, come on. I had to go to the public library and use the physical book. I know, but we were probably frantically the... trying to decide if we could get it here on Amazon. How could? Yeah, how could time. we get it? My husband's looking at it in every, you know, online store we can find. And we're yeah. going, oh, my God. And all of a sudden I went, wait a minute. Do you think the library has it? <laughs> we both paused and went, the library? Do we still <laughs> I don't even have, have a library card anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it turns out, yes, we did watch it. Or, yes, we we did find it. at the. And, yeah. and here's the funny thing. It's a book about about places in Idaho. It's called Spirits of the Salmon River. And the only copy I could find in the library was in the Idaho room. So the book can't even be checked out. So I took a bunch of pictures with my phone. So I got the stuff we needed. We're going to go see a really cool, um, very old cemetery at a ranger station uh, near Salmon, Idaho. And so I'm excited about it. There's some, I have some fun cases awesome. to share with you there. But yeah, so I've been having a lot of fun. I've been doing a lot of research. 
Well, thanks for being so cool and going to the freaking library. <laughs> well, I will. I just It's just so funny. I hardly ever need it. But then I'm really glad it was there when I did, you know? Right. For sure. Mm-hmm. Well, good. Well, I like your new haircut a lot. It's very cute. Thank you. I like it too. I needed a change. Kind of that time of year, I think. It is. Yeah. And anytime I, you know, you all know, I told you last week I was laid off from my job. And anytime yeah. I have a big change like that, I always change my hair. Like that <laughs> yes, is just, you do. percent <laughs> given. That's the first thing that I'm like, God damn it. I've had enough of this, you know, kind mm-hmm. of thing. I don't know why that is, but yep. it is. Yeah. I've done it mm-hmm. many times. Before. Yes, you have. Well, good. Yeah. Well, I had one of those days where everything you touch turns to shit, you know? Oh, no. <laughs> Everything you do goes wrong. Yeah, and it's just, you know, things that normally, like, are no problem. I was in my resin room this morning and poured an absolutely failed set of dominoes. Like, really terrible work. I threw them away. (laughs) Um, Yeah, and I screwed up some lotus flowers. Again, something I poured hundreds of. And Mm -hmm. I just, I don't know if my head was just somewhere else. My resin didn't behave the way it's supposed to. I, I don't know. But then I moved on to cut some vinyl uh, for some clients as well as for our shirts for the tour this weekend. Yeah. And these shirts, uh, the the graphic at least, and maybe the whole shirt we're working on that, are going to be uh, merch for us coming up here uh, here in the, the next few days. Yeah. I fought the vinyl cutter until, until then Scott fought the, fought the vinyl cutter until I finally said, do we need to walk away from this until before we kill each other <laughs> <laughs> or, or the vinyl cutter? And he went, no. My God. And guess what? It's all done now and fine. Oh, well, good. <laughs> but in the midst of all of that happening earlier today, suddenly our pump was not working at all. We had no water. Oh, no. So and we're no. on a well. So that's, you know, luckily um, my husband can literally fix anything. I'm not even kidding about that. And he figured out what was wrong and we had to drive to a different town to get the right part, but came home and he fixed it and we have water again. So anyway, yeah. I don't know what was aligned in my, you know, my urine is sitting on whatever. Possibly misaligned. I don't know. Right. But holy, mm, it's probably, you know, we got to do the live stream and this, this girl should just feed the dogs and go to bed. Right. There you go. However, I'm still in a great mood because that's usually how I roll. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think it's all good, but it's all good. If it can be funny, it'll be okay. Yeah. I am so excited for our tour this weekend. I know. So we're going to start. Too. Yeah. So we'll be starting, I think, or, well, I don't know what time. I'm not going to say what time. It'll be before noon mountain time mm-hmm. on Saturday. So what you guys can watch for, we will be doing some live streams and we'll be doing some posting to our Facebook page. So you can watch for both. And if you yeah. don't follow our Facebook page, you probably want to if you're interested in what we're doing. And if you've not heard us talk about this, which you probably have because we can't shut up about it, but mm-hmm. we're going on a cemetery tour. We are going to a part of Idaho that um, is full of really cool old cemeteries and some Lots of wild, wild west kind of stuff. Yeah. And we're so excited. So we're going straight. We're going to Chalice, Idaho first. There are a couple of cool old cemeteries on the way that we're going to stop at. We're going to Chalice and through Chalice up into Custer, Idaho, where there's some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to go to Salmon, Idaho. We also we'll have stay the to go night to there. Fork, Idaho. Okay. Isn't near then, there is where the, my cemetery is that I've got a couple of really interesting stories to tell. Awesome. 
Then we'll go to Salmon. On Sunday, we're going to take you guys on a little virtual tour of the Sacagawea uh, Cultural Center. Mm-hmm. But it's an amazing place. Oh, it is. It's and so there is cool. a memorial there for, I think, for Poca or for Sacagawea. Oh, I think they. Yeah, and but also perhaps for Lewis and Clark. There's some neat stuff mm-hmm. there. So anyway, and then we'll go to the cemetery in Salmon, and we'll start making our way home. So there will be a lot of small live streams um, where we don't have service, because this is pretty rural, where we don't have service, we'll uh, have videos to bring home to make, to put up later. But mm-hmm. that's what we're doing. So we're so... And our hotel has Wi-Fi, so in the middle, we may upload some things. Yes, yeah. And we have talked our sister and my youngest daughter and our niece, Mia, all into coming. So it'll be five of us on a little girl's trip. So mm-hmm. it's going to be fun. You guys get to come, too. So it is. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. Well, we've got several things to talk about tonight. Uh, mm-hmm. It's just Laurel wanted to know, where did you find the 48-hour daybell case? I found it on the CBS All Access app on, the, on my Fire Stick. And okay. you have to pay for that. It's a subscription. It's $5.99 a month, I think. Um, but they have 48 hours. So that's where I got it. I watched it this evening. Great. Okay. I've searched everywhere else. I can't find it anywhere else. It's not on YouTube. I couldn't find it anywhere. I was trying to find it somewhere free to watch it, but no such luck. Okay. And Mary said that this is more fun than watching a debate. So there you go. Thank We're not going to debate. We really appreciate that. that. <laughs> <laughs> not happening. <laughs> but they, uh, we want to welcome everybody. Cranky runs with scissors. Leah, everybody, just welcome, guys. We're happy to have you here. So, Christy, I'm going to go ahead and let you talk a little bit about that. Uh, the 48 hours. What did we learn? You know, it was interesting. I, there wasn't really anything new about the case. Like they they started out with the day that the children's bodies were found, uh, June 9th of this year, and then they sort of worked backwards and told the story. They certainly talked about not only the deaths of the children, but they did talk about Charles's death and Tammy's death and Alex's death. And they did really a nice job of all of that. Probably the thing that struck me the most is that they spent quite a bit of time with the teachers from the school that JJ attended in Chandler, Arizona. He attended a special uh-huh. school for um, disabled kids because he had autism. And, you know, mm-hmm. the way that JJ has been portrayed, it, as far as what I've seen all along, is that he was a fairly severe child, autistic child, and that he mm-hmm. didn't talk much. And, you know, they showed videos of him at school. And that's re- he's really been mischaracterized. Really? That kid was singing oh. and dancing and laughing. And n- I would not call that child um, someone who has severe autism at all. And I thought that was really interesting because it's all of that sort of been played off. Like, well, he was just, he was really difficult. Yeah. Well, maybe he was, I mean, he was very energetic kid for sure. But um, his teachers talked about how he was kind of quiet when he first started school there and that they really brought him out of his shell and he loved to dance. And they had lots of cute videos of him interacting and singing and, you know, really just not acting like a, a really severely disabled child. Yeah which I found very interesting. Um, wow. You know, I just thought, why, why has this kid been played that way? It just doesn't, yeah. it, it, I don't think it's true at all. I mean, you watch those videos and you go, yeah, that's not, that's not it. But his yeah. school was devastated to lose him. They were absolutely devastated when he was missing. And it just struck that entire school when they found out that he had been killed. 
um, because everybody kind of knew him. He was, he hadn't been at that school very long, but in the time that he was there, he had really come to be beloved and, and well-known in his school, not just in his own grade, but in the other grades as well. The, mm-hmm. the, um, the principal of the school cried when she talked about it and talked about the day they found out that he was dead. And I mean, it was really, it was, it was really sad, but it also, you know, there's so little we really know about these kids' lives. Yeah. And, you know, cause they lived in Rexburg for such a short amount of time before they were killed. Our right. community really had no opportunity to get to know them. And they had, um, they interviewed a, a friend of Tylee's from Hawaii who was a different friend than what we've seen before. And she was really sweet and really interesting. Her take on JJ and um, Tylee and their relationship and how much she enjoyed spending time with them because they were so fun and they got along so well together and their relationship was so good that she felt like she really learned a lot from them and just really, really enjoyed them. And, you know, again, no talk of, of JJ being really, really difficult. It was all about how much fun they had together. And I don't know, I just, it was, I, it was refreshing to see that, you know, we've also heard a lot of things that indicate that um, Tylee was this really bratty teenager. Well, she was 16. I mean, how many 16 year old girls do you know that aren't bratty? I mean, I do not know any. Don't let my nieces hear this, but it's true. Um, (laughs) They know it. They own it. But (laughs) many people talking about how much fun Tylee was and what wit she had and how clever and some videos of her um, being funny and joking. Another video in which she informs her mother sort of jokingly that JJ is her child and hugging him and holding him and stuff and, and how that was very well known to people that knew them well, that, that she really was kind of a second mother or maybe even the first mother mm-hmm. um, with him. And it was, it was, I liked the the very personal way that they covered it. I mean, all of the case information was stuff we've seen. Lots of it was uh, the footage from Chad's preliminary hearing, which of course we watched and we covered sure. here with you guys. And so it wasn't really anything new. It was just a little bit different angle to take to focus more just on the kids and who they were and their personalities and stuff, which I, that was very interesting. I, I really appreciated it. Um, you know, they did talk about the, the investigative reporter that did this, uh, that did the show talked about how frustrating it is. And we're all feeling that frustration that no one has been charged in the kids' murders and, and will anyone be charged in the kids' murders. They talked a lot about Alex and about the phone um, information, the cell phone information that helped to find the kids' bodies. And, you know, basically just said, you know, they're awaiting trial and and Chad could serve 20 years and Lori could serve 10 for what they're currently charged with. But yeah, tons of questions still about what's going to happen now, you know? Yeah. It was interesting. It's the first one I've watched since the kids' bodies were found. And so it's, it's a lot more it's not so much unknown now. It's, it's like now you can put all the pieces together about what happened and when. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's very much wor- worth watching. It was very well done. And I just love the perspective. I really like the perspective of just mm-hmm. getting to know the kids because that's what this is all really about. Sure. Oh, I love that. Okay. Yeah. I'm definitely going to have to take the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sit down it, with it. Definitely worth it. You know, the um, Nancy Grace's episode, is coming up 
by the end of the month, I think. So this case is getting hit um, in lots of different places. It'll be interesting to see how Nancy, Nancy Grace is not my favorite, I will admit. Um, but I, I loathe Nancy Grace. Yeah, yeah I know. She does, me. however, ferret out the truth sometimes. I'll give her that. She, she but does, her personality is too much for me. Yeah, she's a little <laughs> tough. But I, I definitely do want to uh, you know, watch that episode and see what she has to say. It's just hard because right yeah. now we're just telling the same story over and over again because there just isn't anything new right now. And if there is, you know, the prosecutor's holding on tight. Yeah. Yeah. Got to be until those trials. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Okay. Well, good. Well, thank you for that. Well, definitely. Yeah. I do want to check that out. It's interesting because JJ was painted in that light when he came back to Rexburg, but not just by like Lori, you know, but by neighbors and by teachers. I wonder mm -hmm. how much Charles's death, the loss of his dog, and this big weird move to Rexburg uh, maybe put him in a bit of a tailspin. Oh, I'll bet. I'll bet completely. You know, it, all of that change for a child with autism, that's a ton of change. That's you a know, ton of change for any kid. And then is. add an autism then, diagnosis that makes it hard to process oh, yeah. change. I think he just hadn't, he had such a small amount of time here. He really didn't have any opportunity to settle in and feel comfortable. One thing yeah. that they talked about uh, from the the school's principal's perspective, which I, I've, I've heard this story, but I hadn't heard it from her, was mm -hmm. that Lori had come into the school and said that Charles commit suicide a week ago. And they were just stunned and they couldn't believe it. And what a terrible thing. And they just, it just, the, the principal said, you know, this just didn't sit right with me. I mean, it just didn't seem like it was real. And it didn't yeah. seem like he would do that, you know, and that kind of stuff. And then they find out through the news a week later that he had been shot and killed by Alex. Yeah. And she was worried about that whole situation, um, you know, ever since that lie that she was right. like, something is not right here. Why would she come in here and tell us that when it's like public knowledge that that's not what happened? Right. So I found that interesting um, that, you know, they were feeling suspicious then. Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, I can only imagine, especially because he was so deeply connected to that school. Yeah. Yeah. And they, you know, they were really disappointed when he left, but, you know, mom yeah. told the school when they let, when they left and she pulled him out of school that she had uh, got a job in California and that they were moving to California to go to her job. Oh my and God. So just more lies, more, you know, wouldn't even, didn't even tell them the right state they were going to. So, of course, never ending lies. Well, I right. mean, Char she wouldn't even tell Charles's sons how he, right. died. he died. Yeah. It's just, you know, things were starting to unravel for her at that point because, mm -hmm. I mean, she was telling lies that were going to be easily found out, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, those were things that people would very easily be able to find the truth about. And so why lie about it to begin with? You know, I just think things were coming apart for her even then. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. Oh, Paula says that Nate Eaton said on his Facebook that the Nancy Grace episode is tomorrow night. Oh, is it tomorrow night? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to keep an eye out for that so we can watch it and talk yeah. about it next week. Yeah. Except for that we'll be here tomorrow night. Yeah, we will. We won't have to. We won't be able to watch it live. We'll have to watch it later. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk a little about that. We have a new live that we're going to start doing on Thursday nights at about the same time, about eight p.m. Uh, Mountain Time. 
give or take, depending on, you know, if tech is nice and all that kind of stuff. But mm -hmm. <laughs> we shoot for eight. We really do. But our goal, here's why, what we're going to do. Some of you guys are here for true crime. Some of you are here for the more paranormal, psychic-y stuff. Some of you are here for both. We decided that we'd like to do one show a week that is really focused on the psychic work that we do. So we'll have a topic that we'll talk about and we'll do some readings out of the chat room. And that's what we've done for a million years is psychic yeah. radio, you know, yeah. and so we've decided to go ahead and offer that. So, you know, I feel like some of you guys will love that. Some of you, it's not really your jam. It's totally cool. You know, yeah. we're, we're not here yeah. to sell anybody anything, you know, you, you don't have to be here for what you want to be here for. Was that fair? Yeah, I think that's totally fair. And, yeah. you know, we are kind of a mix of true crime and the paranormal and psychic side of things. That's why we named the show the way that we did. And so we yeah. want the opportunity to do both things or do a combination of however you want to say that. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Yep. So, okay, well, good. So watch for that tomorrow night. That'll yeah. always be on Thursday nights. We need to figure out what we're calling that. We have weird Wednesdays and... I don't know. I can't. I was trying to think of a TH something that went with psychic, but maybe it's the Thursday psychic show. <laughs> <laughs> so creative. Maybe so. We'll figure it out. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm glad you guys will. Uh, I, I hope you'll come and play with this. It'll be fun. So, all righty. Well, a couple other things that uh, have come up here in the last week or so that we wanted to share. A couple of things about Chris Watts. Oof. You might remember Chris Watts is the monster that murdered his wife and children and pregnant. yeah, pregnant wife and children. And he has finally confessed the real reason that he did that. Uh, and he, so his wife was Shannon Watts. And of course they had two little children together as well. And she was pregnant and he killed all three of them because that's what you do apparently when you're having an affair. Yeah. And as it turns out, that was the real reason he wanted to be with the other person. He felt like this uh, pregnancy was really complicating everything. And he's now decided, he decided that it would be easier on him if they were just gone. Oh it's my gosh. What a selfish Sick SOB, man. He initially tried to claim that he told his wife that he was leaving her, that they were getting, she had already packed up and gone to her parents' house because he was acting so crazy mm -hmm. and things had been bad. But he tells her that he wants to get divorced. She and that tells her about the affair. He claimed that she was so distraught about the affair that she killed both of their children in retaliation. And that he right. was so angry that she did that, that he went ahead and killed her. Oh, such a lion pig. That oh was my his initial God. defense. Are you freaking kidding me? Anyway, finally in a letter that he wrote while, you know, he's in prison now for Eva and Eva. But mm -hmm. uh, he finally said in a letter that it really was just about the affair. That he just wanted her out of the way. And he felt like trying to uh, co-parent and have this new baby on the way and stuff was just too much. So he went ahead and killed his wife and two children, well, wow. three, including the pregnant baby, the baby. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, but that has finally, you know, it's, it, that is some kind of uh, closure because he's 
told a lot of lies and spun a lot of stories. And so for him to finally just admit that that's just really what it was about is I hope that's that helps her family a little bit. I don't know. I mean, that would just make me, I think, matter. But, you know, at least there's a what seems to just be the simple truth in it, you know? Wow. I mean, how often, man? Jesus Christ, if you don't want to be with somebody anymore, get a divorce. Right. How often are we seeing this? Yeah, I mean, I'm listening back to Lori and Chad, you know? Good well, yeah, but I mean, you're talking sociopaths here that really oh, do not give a damn about anybody in their lives, including their own children. Right. But the other piece of info that has just come out about him, Transcendental Thursday, I love it. Okay, Ooh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Getting sidetracked again. One, The other thing that has come out about Chris Watts, speaking of bananas people, He's got quite the long list and growing list of female pen pals from prison. He is one of those. That, of dumbass yeah. women that are writing him and bellying up to him. Yeah. He murdered his entire family. Why would you be interested in that? Why? Right. Why? Yikes. Imagine. Yeah. Cannot imagine what. And, and you know, we hear about this all the time. You oh, know, yeah. he is 13. He's 35 years old. He was sentenced to life in prison in 2018. He's not going anywhere. No. But these fools are all writing him. Yeah. And why do you... Uh, I could go on for a long time about this, but it just drives Supposedly, me nuts. Supposedly, they have compassion for him. Yeah. Okay. That's really screwed up. You have yeah. compassion for somebody who murdered their pregnant wife and two small children? Yeah. You know, if you have questions, please go watch the brand new Netflix documentary, what the American family next door, the American neighbors next door, something like that. Um, if you have any questions, because turns out that Shannon um, documented their whole lives on social media. And so there's tons of video of her and the girls and him and all, and then all the body cam footage when they went missing and her best friend, you know, just forced the police to get involved and go watch it. Seriously, go watch it. Yeah. He is so unfazed by the fact that his wife and children are missing and, you know, yeah, it's sick. It's like watching Lori Vallow. It really is. Mm -hmm. Same kind of person. So runs with scissors says, do you believe there is the psychopathy with these women attracting killers. Sorry, my headphones. I think there's got to be. My headphones fell out, so I missed part of that. Oh. <laughs> the question was, do you believe there is a psychopathy with these women attracted to these kinds of killers? Oh, yeah, most definitely. It's, it's kind of the attraction to the bad boy to the extreme. It's also the idea yeah. that you, know, you could save them in some way. You know, that if they were just right with the right woman, that they wouldn't be like this, that kind of stuff. It, it's sick. It is. Mm -hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah. 10 out of 10 sick, for sure. And, and, you know, potentially some, you know, women who've been through severe abuse who, because of what they've experienced, are attracted to that kind of uh, dysfunction and, and violence. It's, mm -hmm. you know, it, it's an indication of some need to get some help. Mm -hmm. Well... Our grandma did some of that. Yeah. I can remember when we were kids, our mom discovering that her mom was corresponding with men in prison and was 
horrified, you know, as you can imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It's, it's sad. And I, and I really hope that, you know, women that are feeling that way, get some help, go get some help, mm -hmm. see a therapist, talk about why you feel this way. Cause it, yeah. it's an indication that there's a problem. Most definitely. Yeah. For sure. What makes him think them think he won't kill them? Well, first of all, they're safe because he's in prison. Yeah. Secondly, they're going to save him because it's just to be with, if, if only it could have been them, then he would never have done these things. Mm -hmm. So there's kind of that savior complex, but there's also some safety in it because they really know when it comes down to it, he's never getting out. Yeah. Yeah. I had a client once ask me, cause I work on a hotline, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I had a client call me once and ask me, do you feel like I'm going to have an opportunity to see my boyfriend anytime soon? And I felt like, no. And I told her, I said, no, I don't. I said, this must be long distance. I don't feel like you're going to see him. Maybe if ever. Mm -hmm. And she went, well, I mean, he is in prison. So <laughs> I was oh. like, oh, well, there you go. Apparently yeah. it, it was one of those situations, <laughs> but anyway, but she uh, was hoping that at some point she could travel to see him or that by some uh, miracle, he might find a way to get out of prison so that they could see each other. But I didn't really see that happening, but yeah, but her let boyfriend, me, I mean, just, that's the way she talked about him. Uh -huh. Let me just say this women out there, considering things like this, you deserve way better than the yeah. Chris Watts of the world. Much, much better. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And also, whether they're in prison or they're just completely unavailable or they are, you know, a thousand other stupid things that women dating experience these days, if they're not making you a priority and making time for you, they're never going to, you know. And if, if they're not someone that you can actually see, interact with, have physical connection with, yeah. Next. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Maybe Man, we should do a show on that, actually. There's there are a lot of stories about women that even like marry guys on death row and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. I, I think we should do a show. We'll we'll, do, we we'll we'll do a show about some of those situations and talk about them. We will. That's a great idea. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty interesting. Interesting topic for sure. Yeah. Yikes. There, yeah, there's tons of information out there for sure. Yep. Cranky says, nope, once a loser boyfriend, always a loser. 100%. Pretty much. And, you yep. know, in prison Pretty for much. murder, total write-off. Total write-off. Yep, absolutely. Well, that's what's new. I. That's about all we've got tonight, I think. Anything oh. else we've missed? Uh, yeah, so Brian Drips. So we've talked oh, about yeah. the Angie Dodge uh, rape and murder a little bit on here. If you remember, Angie Dodge was raped and murdered in 90-something, 80-something, mm -hmm. in the 80s. Anyway, from here, Idaho Falls, where I live. And Christopher Tapp went to prison for her murder, served 20 years. And then his conviction was, well, he was released early, basically just for good behavior. And eventually his uh, his um, confession was ruled coerced. Mm -hmm. And um, then he was, his 
conviction was vacated. And they've since using ancestral DNA arrested Brian Drips. Brian Drips, who did confess when he was arrested by the police and has been being held here in the Bonneville County Jail. And um, I talked about this a while back. It was kind of a funny thing. He was trying to get the judge to let him out um, on an ankle monitor so that he could be at home and not be at risk of COVID. And the judge said, "Mm, no, you're staying right where you are. Um, He has a lot of health problems and stuff. And they said, well, we can isolate you and keep you safe. And he didn't want that. He wanted released. And, you know, he's charged with and has confessed to a very serious rape and murder and, you know, let Mm -hmm. someone else go to prison for 20 years for it. I mean, he's a real jackass. So 1996. Yeah. Okay. So what happened is they, um, applied for change of venue, his defense did, and they've granted it to Bannock County in Pocatello, Idaho, which is about 50 miles from here. So they have moved his. Interesting to me Mm -hmm. in thinking about the Vallow cases. I know. I was thinking about that too. Because we've all kind of gone, well, surely they'll move those like clear to Ada County, which is like five hours away from here. Yeah. Um, Maybe they won't. Maybe they're only going to go a county or two over. Maybe. Yeah, it's it's interesting because the Angie Dodge case, of course, has been it's been covered on all the big, you know, line and all forty eight hours and that kind of stuff. Yeah, Um, it's it's a very it's a rather famous case, and and it's a certainly very well known case here locally to us. Yeah. So I've had real questions about okay, what you know, what's the point of moving it one county? Well, it's two counties over. I don't know, but that's what they did. Yeah. I know. I'm curious. I think that's pretty interesting. Yeah. yeah. Angie Dodge's mom was and is an absolute tireless mm-hmm. rock star. She always knew oh, so that they much. had the wrong man in prison. Always knew. Yep. And has literally worked for 20 years to free Chris Tapp. She always knew he yeah, didn't we, and do worked it. with Chris Tapp's mother to, mm-hmm. to you know. They worked together. There was a time. Uh-huh. Oh, there was a time that Chris Tapp and his mother had a restraining order against Carol Dodge. Because she right. would not leave them alone because she knew. Yeah. It, because Chris basically was just uh, pretty much determined that he was just effed and he was just going to spend his life in prison. And that's how it was. Yeah. And Carol kept coming back saying, I'm, we're hiring a private investigator. We're doing this. We're doing that. We know you didn't do it. And he and his mother actually for a while uh, filed for a restraining order to just get her off their backs. But she never quit. No. And she no, was a well, huge part of why he got released. Oh, yeah. Of why the prosecution had to finally um, do something about it. Because uh, there was a lot of corruption in the police forces and, and in the prosecutor's office that led to this happening. There was some really bad stuff. And so the judges were involved and, and mm-hmm. and deemed that that, that his confession was a hundred percent coerced. Mm-hmm. And it's something that has had been being said this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty amazing. I mean, her story, I really should like a feral dodge movie made or something. <laughs> used to be on lifetime or something. I mean, seriously, all honor to her. She has been unbelievable. Oh, yeah. She's an amazing in the mountains. She's been able to move. Yep. Yeah. 
yeah, to yeah. consider how, how long ago this was. And it's now finally coming to trial with the person who actually did it, which yeah. they have DNA, you know, they have DNA and a confession on this guy. So mm -hmm. it's a good thing. But yeah, that trial's coming up next year and it has been moved to Bannock County, which isn't far from here. And we will most definitely cover it. Oh, yeah. Um, so we'll be able to watch live streams of it and, you know, all that stuff. Yep. It, it's, it's a big one for around here. Yeah, it is. It is, and this guy, part of the reason that he was convicted is because he actually uh, blabbed about it in prison. He had yeah. talked about it with it with somebody in prison who used that information to, uh, you know, help themselves. And then through familial DNA, they were able to prove it. Yeah, confirm it, yeah. Yeah, that the whole familial DNA stuff, man, that is just, we're just going to keep seeing more and more and more of that. Mm -hmm. Yep. I hope some people are super nervous out there, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, I bet some are. They had no idea that later on this could come down. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think it's pretty great. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a serial killer out there uncaught, you better be worried. You better be worried that your family isn't all out doing ancestry DNA or whatever. If that DNA exists somewhere, yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. <laughs> cool. Well, good stuff. All righty. Well, that's what we have for tonight. Again, we'll be back tomorrow night uh, with our new segment here on the show or new show here on the channel or, yeah, new show here <laughs> on, on the, the channel. channel. There you go. Yeah. And then, of course, you know, be sure you keep an eye on us this weekend. We're going to have a lot of fun. So yeah, that's where it's at. Well, you guys. Have a good night. Do something good for yourselves, please. You have been listening to True Crime Paranormal with Christy and Katie. Have a great night and take care. Night, guys. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching us on YouTube, you can always like and subscribe there as well. We also love comments and reviews. True Crime Paranormal is hosted by Katie Weaver and Christy Brower and produced by Christy Brower. True Crime Paranormal is a short girl productions podcast.